Hello, and welcome back to Responding To, a podcast that aims to expand thinking about all things gender and sexuality. I'm your host, Lane, a transgender queer person with a background in women and gender studies and performance studies. And once again, it's been a little while since the last episode. Uh, That seems to be becoming the norm. (laughs) My life update this time is that I've gotten a new job since you last heard from me. Um, And balance and transition are tricky. Um, But I think I'm adjusting. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I was remembering episode 19 fondly and thinking we could probably benefit from some some more poetry. Woohoo! I think art has so much to teach us about gender and sexuality and (laughs) probably just everything. Um, I think it's a different approach that stimulates different thought processes, emotions, relation, connections, than um, a more logic or theory-based approach. Um, So I have selected four more poems for us to enjoy today. All of these poems are by different authors than shared in episode 19. Oh, and uh, just a note on the transcript for this episode, I'm going to do my best to emulate the appearance of the poem as it is written in the book or collection that I'm reading from. I think the way that poetry is written um, is really intentional and specific, and so I think that's an important part of the art. And so if you would like to enjoy that, go ahead and take a look at the transcripts. And other than that, I hope you enjoy. The first piece I'm going to read is called Notes on Becoming a Bathroom Mirror by Misha Cardenas from her book The Trans Real. Coming out of the stall, rushing out of the bathroom, I glance back at the mirror for an instant and I see a girl's face and I stop and look back again. I'm leaving work in a hurry to get back to the lab at school. I've been crying, the office was empty, and I was sending emails to a lover about our changing relationship, so maybe my eyes are puffy, softer. I pause and look in the mirror, and wonder if I can see a girl in that face, again, and hope that I may someday. But there's a way that you can look at a a face closely, and the gender slips away. Sometimes when I look at pictures of trans people, I try to look at their faces and see their birth gender. I think it's an internalized transphobic habit I still have. But sometimes I look at cisgender people's faces and think they look trans and wonder if they're just passing really well. Or if I'm just so gender dysphoric or euphoric that I can't even see gender right. There's so much activity in that act of seeing that is outside conscious thoughts and words. The world shifts and pulses in front of the naked eye as it is held open. But right now, in this bathroom, it's late. No one's going to come in. And I look femmy today, so I should be safe. I adjust my bag strap and look into my own eyes, and wonder if amidst all this hurry, there's a girl in the middle emerging. If all the people who call me man, guy, dude, he, mister, might someday see me as something else. Someday soon. But sometimes I don't even care, and those are times that matter. Passing moments in the bedroom, sitting in bed talking, walking past the mirror, laughing in the bathroom. Because the people who love me and who I love can see me for what I am, and that is not a man and not a woman, but maybe a girl and maybe something else. That was Notes on Becoming a Bathroom Mirror by Misha Cardenas from her book, The Trans Real.
next I'd like to read you um, a short poem by Jess Goldberg, who's a character in the book Stone Butch Blues by Leslie Feinberg. Um, I don't think this poem has a title, and I'm going to read the part of the text that leads up to the poem as well, because I think it's sweet. Edna gasped with pleasure at the flowers I brought her. Oh, irises. They're so beautiful. I kissed her on the cheek. They remind me of you. Edna found the card I'd tucked inside. Wait, I restrained her hand. Edna laughed. What's wrong? Did you write something you shouldn't have? I shifted my weight from foot to foot. I wrote you a poem. I never did that before. Maybe you'll think it's stupid. Edna pulled my face against her neck and wrapped her arms around me. Honey, you wrote a poem for me? Oh, thank you. That means so much to me. I don't even have to read it if you don't want me to. Femmes can be so smart about these things. Of course I wanted her to read it, especially since she was giving me a choice. Oh, all right, go ahead and read it, I told her, embraced myself for her reaction. I blushed because it surprised me when she read it out loud, but I liked the way her voice elevated my words. As yellow as leaves give way to the gentle insistence of the green, you touched my loneliness and my crisp brown husks yielded to a tender newness. That was from Stonebutch Blues by Leslie Feinberg, and the character who wrote the poem is Jess Goldberg. And on the theme of love, I'd like to share um, the poem Love is an Emergent Process by Adrienne Marie Brown from her book Emergent Strategy. I stand before my love and let the tendrils unfurl in every direction. I am whole and becoming. Time is one instance, examining itself, mirrors, seeing each other, and blushing into eternity. I am the ant who carries grandfather to the grave. In my palms, you lift the next day's meal, enough for everyone we know. We love in this rhythm, leaving home and returning on the wind. Love can't look away from itself, vibrating in the cell, fluttering breathless, into sustained migration. I feel you, like dust feels water, and remembers the home galaxy. It appears nothing is new, never was, and nothing is truly massive when seen in its wholeness. Until I took this breath, repeating the miracle, I didn't know I would say it could not have known. I look to the sky, taste the wind on my tongue, and fling myself into the pattern. When I forget, when I think the end is near, I realize my insignificance, as important as yours, and begin to love again. That was Love is an Emergent Process by Adrienne Marie Brown from her book Emergent Strategy. And the note I'd like to close on is a poem called The Sea by Travis Alabanza from their collection Before I Step Outside You Love Me. 
one. Sometimes I stand by the edge where the ocean meets the beach and look out into the sea so I can see something that does not have an end. I often get asked what my gender feels like, and I want to say it is more like what I wish it could feel like. I wish it could feel like this moment, like it does not have a beginning or an end, that you cannot see where it starts or stops, that it just continues to exist or not exist, that it is a vast space of nothingness in one wave and holds so much in the next, that it is like the moment where the sea feels endless. Sometimes I stand by the edge of where the ocean meets the beach and look out into the sea so I can feel like something that does not have an end. Two, cis people ask me what my gender feels like and that never allows me to say what my gender really is. My gender feels like something stopped halfway through. A badly formatted tape to CD conversion missing full potential. The second character on a video game without levels. No up or down. It feels like an unfinished. A body of water, potential to do so much, yet eventually bottled. Sometimes I stand by the edge of where the ocean meets the beach and look out into the sea that looks out over my gender that pours over my body and makes me feel like nothing. That was The Sea by Travis Alabanza from their collection, Before I Step Outside, You Love Me. And now we've reached the recommendation section of the show. And you kind of get multiple recommendations this episode because, of course, I recommend reading each of the books uh, slash collections that these poems were from. The Trans Real by Misha Cardenas, Stone Butch, Stone Butch Blues by Leslie Feinberg, um, Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown, and Before I Step Outside, You Love Me by Travis Alabanza. And I will put a link for each of them in the episode description. And the additional recommendation I'm going to give you to, today is to do something that brings you joy. Um, this can be anything, big or small, from uh, eating something you like, to talking to someone you really care about, to taking a moment to watch the sunset, really anything, as long as it brings you joy. Um, it's really important to find those joyful moments and to feel joy, even just for a moment. Um, I know it's something we kind of hear all the time and um, it sounds really basic, I think, but um, it's really important. So I hope that you'll try to find one today if you can. And that's about it for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed the poetry as much as I did. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to make a sustaining monthly donation to the podcast on Patreon, I'd be very grateful. Um, truly no amount is insignificant. You can find that at patreon.com slash responding to, and I'll put the link in the podcast description and on the blog. If you can't make a donation, but you'd still like to support me, leaving me a rating and or a review wherever you're listening to this would be super helpful. Um, and one more way you can support me is just by sharing the podcast on your social media or even just talking to your friends about it. Um, thanks again for listening to episode 24 of Responding To. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. And I also hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>